day to you out there. I'm here with Cameron. And when I think of Cameron Maxworthy, I think parenting advice. And that's exactly what I'm asking him for today. A hypothetical, you've got a son. What's yeah. a lesson that you might teach him, uh, a way in which you might not helicopter parent that son so that they might learn a particular lesson? Well, in this um, hypothetical future in which I have a, have a son, if we have a cat and the son reaches out to grab the cat's tail, you know how kids are always grabbing things, I won't stop him so that he will learn that when you pull on the cat's tail, it'll scratch you and he won't do it again. And then he'll be safe from cats for the rest of his life. There you go. And you've empowered him to learn of his own accord, mm, not to it, do that's that. It. That's uh, That's fantastic. Well, today's verse comes from Mark 1. And uh, that's going to be a little more relevant, a little more revealed uh, in in time coming. But here's Cam reading Mark 1 verse 12. At once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness. Yeah, thank you. Uh, At once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness, him being Jesus. He's just been Mm. baptized by John. If you remember the start of Mark's gospel, everything happens so, so quick. Uh, Everything, Mm. uh, uh, Matthew and Luke are fleshed out in a bit more detail, but Mark seems to just happen just like a roller coaster, Mm. and he's Mm. sent out into the wilderness. Uh, And particularly, the Spirit sends him out into the wilderness. So, Uh, Obviously, he goes out into the wilderness to then get tested by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights without eating. And what is really interesting, striking about that, is that the Spirit sends him out to get tested by Satan. There's a sense in which God's purposes here and Satan's are almost aligned. Now, you might think that's heretical or (laughs) I'm treading on dangerous territory. Uh, But there is uh, truth in the fact that God uses Satan for his own purposes. Uh, He uses Satan as the accuser. That's one of his main titles. Uh, And he uses Satan as a tester as well. And particularly early on, before any of Jesus' ministry, uh, he uses Satan as one who is going to prove Christ's faith and prove Christ's genuineness Mm. of his faith as well. And what I actually wanted to do more broadly than that is to look at all the parallels that Job, the great book of Job, has Mm. with the great gospel of Mark. And one particularly we have here today uh, in this verse. Cam, what's like one parallel we have with Job and with Mark? Yeah, the first parallel that comes to mind is how um, Satan, the devil, Mm. is particularly present at the beginning of the book of Job and then not like explicitly there for the rest mm. of the book. In a similar way to Mark's gospel, um, Satan is testing Jesus in the wilderness at the beginning and doesn't really come up for the rest of the book. Though he is present in the text when you look into it. Yeah. It's just that he's not literally like mentioned by name. Yeah, that's right. He's kind of working very subtly through a whole bunch of spiritual mm. attacks, particularly not just on Christ, but on his followers as well, I guess. Yeah, that's a huge parallel, isn't it, in the two books. Uh, the other one is that they're both popular, And they are both followed by crowds and highly adored Mm. at the beginning of the book as well. Job is Mm. uh, seen as someone who has these great feasts and everyone adores him, as does Christ. You know, Mm. he is someone who many crowds, many people follow him around, eager to hear what he's teaching. Mm. Yet as we move on, and particularly as we get towards the passion narratives in Mark Gospel, uh, Jesus becomes very much abandoned. His followers fall away, Mm. uh, a lot of them at least, and his popularity is maligned. Uh, And so that goes with Job as well. Mm. And then another parallel that's related to that for both of them is that right at the 11th hour, in Mm. their intense persecution and suffering, 
both of their most intimate friends. It seems even just their three friends. You know, we've got uh, the three friends of Job, and we've got uh, Peter, James, and John mm. in Mark's gospel, sort of highlighted as deserting Job, deserting Jesus mm. right at the eleventh hour, right in his most intense suffering. And it's here where we get the most overarching theme between the two books: the idea of the suffering servant. We have the mm. innocent, perfect suffering man tested by God through the devil's actions and in the case of Job he could only long for but we see in the gospel of Mark that suffering mediator that closes the distance between God and man.